Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. We are still doing a study on Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Ephesians 1 verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. I'll repeat that. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. If you remember for the last two weeks, we were talking from Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 6, and we were seeing what God's great purpose for our life was, right? He knew us even before we knew him. He knew us even before he created the world. He knew us even before, you know, he laid the foundations of the world. He knew us and he had this great dream. He had this great plan and purpose for our lives. This great dream, plan, purpose for our lives is not a task or an assignment. Church, I want to remind you this great dream that God has for you is not a task or an assignment, is not for me to be a pastor, is not for you to be a leader, is not for you to be a full-time minister. Please understand this. The great dream that God has for you is to reveal your true identity and your true identity is to be conformed to the image of Christ. And that is God's great dream for us. Task and assignments will come and go. Tasks and assignments are temporary, but this identity that we have in Christ is permanent. You and me are called to be conformed to the image of Christ. You and me are made in the image of God so that we can have the maturity of Christ. And that is the dream that God has for each one of us. But unfortunately, you see in the garden how Adam eats from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that God told him not to eat, how he disobeys God how he breaks the commandment and how he sins. And Adam loses his calling. He was on the journey to become matured like Christ, but he loses out on the calling because of the sin that he does right on the, in the garden. But the interesting thing is God explains how he created the world only in one chapter of the entire Bible. Genesis 1 is the only chapter or maybe a couple of other chapters elsewhere. You see how God explains very little on how he created the universe and he explains so much on how he redeems the universe. So what do you think is more important to God? Creation or redemption? For God, it is important that we understand how we were redeemed than how we were created. Right. That's why we have so many episodes. That's why we have so many chapters telling us what Christ has done on the cross. And I'm telling you guys, I don't think we are beginning to even understand what Christ has done on the cross. We, we've been we've been proclaiming the finished work of Christ. It is complete. It is done. It is finished. We've been proclaiming that. But do we really understand what God has done in Christ on that cross? It's still scratching the surface. For 2,000 years, the church has been still scratching the surface because, you know, the depth of God's wisdom in the work of redemption is so much more. It's so much more. There's still so much more. So verse 7 talks about redemption. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. God redeemed us. See, when Adam lost his calling because of the sin, God realigned us back into that calling. God 
realigned us back into that journey of being transformed into the image of Jesus by redeeming us through the blood of Jesus. What is redemption? You know, redemption is when someone who is unable to pay, he's, he's borrowed some money or, you know, there's a debt. When he's unable to pay it back, he becomes a lifelong slave until someone else purchases their freedom. So redemption is talking about a slave who is unable to pay his debt. And because he's unable to pay his debt, he has to serve his master as a slave for his entire lifetime. And when somebody else purchases their freedom of whatever they owe to the master, that is what redemption is. Redemption is that somebody has purchased our freedom when we were slaves. And who is this somebody who has purchased our freedom? It is God who purchased our freedom through the blood of Jesus. Now, my question is, who was this master? Who was this old master whom we owed so much? Who was this master who was holding us slaves? Who was this master? Turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Romans 8, verse 12. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. What is Paul saying? He's saying we are no longer debtors. We were debtors earlier, but we no longer are debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. So whom, whose slaves were we? We were slaves to our own flesh. Are you listening to this? We were slaves to our own flesh. What is this flesh? This flesh is when Adam and Eve ate from the knowledge of good and evil, what were, they, what were they doing? When they ate from the knowledge of good and evil, God said, if you eat from this tree, you shall surely die. Remember that? When Adam and Eve ate from that tree, they died. How did they die? They did not die instantly. It took almost 900 years for Adam to die physically, but they died instantly in their relationship with God. Separation, death is separation, separation, relational separation happened instantly, immediately when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, what was the devil trying to sell, sell them when, when, when he was convincing them to eat from the tree? What, what did the devil say? The devil said, you can be like God. Isn't that what he said? You can be like, if you eat from this tree, you can be like God. But tell me something. Weren't Adam and Eve already created in the image of God? Genesis 1 verse 26 says, and God said, let us make man in our own image. So if Adam and Eve were already created in the image and in the likeness of God, then why were they convinced by the devil when the devil said, you know, if you eat from this tree, you shall become like God. See, it was not just about becoming like God. It was about becoming like God without having God in the picture. See, the knowledge of good and evil tells you that, hey, hey, brother, hey, sister, you can become like God without having God in the picture. You can become like God without having a relationship with God. That was not God's plan for us. God's plan for us was to become like him in this relationship, in this dependency that we have with him as children. But here the devil comes to them and tells them, hey, you can become like God without, without fellowship. And so many of us think, you know what? I, I don't need God. 
I can, I can do this by myself. I can live this life by myself. That's one aspect. The, the other group says, yeah, I only need God. I don't need church. I only need God. Jesus died for me. I only need him. Both of them are operating from separation. You need God and you need his people. Why? Because that's how God has built in fellowship, in dependency, in love. See, any, any person who says, you know, I only need God. I'm going to the Himalayas because it's God who sent his son and I only need Jesus. You are right. You are right that it's only through Jesus that you are saved. But you know what? You, you, cannot, you cannot grow into maturity unless you are in dependency with God and his people. Because that's how God has designed us. God has designed us for relationship. God has designed us for fellowship. See, you don't need to go back home uh, to be married, right? To be married, you can stay married if you're outside home. You don't need to go back home with your wife. But how long can you stay? How long can you stay, you know, without going to home, away from your wife? How long can you do that? Would you call that healthy marriage? Similarly, guys, I just want to to remind you that as much as we need God, we need his people. We need the children of God to encourage us, to uplift us, to stand there with us. So the knowledge of good and evil tells you, you don't need anybody. You don't need God. You don't need people. You don't need anybody. You can live your life the way you want to. You can be like God. That's the knowledge of good and evil. That mindset, that mindset that separates us from God and that mindset that separates us from people is what we call flesh. Flesh is not just the physical body. Okay. Flesh is a mindset, a mindset of separation, a mindset of independence saying, I don't need anybody. I can live my life the way I want to. I don't need God. I don't need people. That flesh mindset, we were debtors to that flesh mindset. What were we owing the flesh? All the sins that we did in the body those were the debts that we owed to the flesh. So we thought, hey, anyways, I've done the sin, so I might as well do some more. So it was like a cycle, cycle, you know, a, a loop that we were stuck in. You know, why, why do you think people who are alcoholic, they're alcoholic? Do you think that they have freedom? That's why they're alcoholic? It's because it's a bondage. Or people who are addicted to, you know, some drugs or substance abuse or you know, some people are just addicted to relationship or emotionally they are addicted to moving from one relationship to another. Why? Because it's a bondage. It's a bondage that tells you, hey, you know what? You've done this. You owe me this. The flesh keeps on telling you that you are no longer free. The flesh tells you that, hey, you know what? You can do this without God. You, you don't need God for this. So you keep doing this. Because you owe me, you owe me so many sins that you have done in the past. You owe me, you are a sinner. The flesh keeps on reminding you of your sin. The flesh keeps on reminding you that you are a sinner. But look at what God did. Okay. I'll, I'll show you something. Romans chapter 8. Let's just read from verse 7 and 8. It says, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. 
A flesh is a mindset, a mindset of separation, a mindset of independence that tells you that I don't need God. I can do this by myself. You know, do you know that you can also pray in the flesh? Pray with the attitude that God, I am so righteous because I have prayed for 40 hours continuously. That attitude of self-righteousness. Oh God, I can hear you. Nobody else, when nobody else can hear you, I can hear you. The attitude of self-righteousness, that is also praying in the flesh. See, flesh does not just mean doing evil stuff. Listen to this. Flesh does not just mean doing wrong actions like committing adultery, murder, lying. That is not just what flesh means. Flesh means anything that you do with the mindset of self-righteousness, with the mindset of saying, I can do this by myself. I don't need God. I don't need God. I don't need his people. I can do this by myself. That attitude of independence, that attitude of self-efforts, that attitude of saying, I can do this by my might, by my strength. That attitude is flesh. Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 says, And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. See what the flesh did? The flesh made us hostile to God in our minds. See, God was never our enemies. Did you know that, guys? God was never our enemies. Even though we were his enemies, God still loved us. Even though we were his enemies, God gave us his only begotten son. God was never our enemies. We became his enemies because we were slave to the flesh who told us we don't need God. You don't need God. You know what you have to do to please God? The flesh tells you. The flesh tells you, you have to sacrifice his bulls and goats. You have, to, you have to pray for 40 days. Then only God pleases you. That is what the flesh is telling you. But here God is with his open arms and he says, I'm here to accept you as you are. And I'm here to love you as you are. So it's the flesh that is hostile to God. It is flesh that separates us from God. See guys, let me tell you something. You know, there's no sin in the world that can separate you from God. There is no sin. But do you, do you know what? As you continue to live in sin, that sin might give you the perception that God is separate from you. Even though God is not separate from you, as you continue to live in a lifestyle of sin, it will deceive you in believing that God is away from you. And that is what the flesh does. Because every time we sin, we are telling ourselves that we are debtors to the flesh. The master is the flesh. Okay, but what did God do? Romans 8 verse 2. What did God do? For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. What did God do in Christ? God has set us free from the law of sin and death. He has set us free from the knowledge of good and evil. He has set us free from the selfish, arrogant, independent mindset. He has set us free once and for all in the person of Jesus. Colossians 1 verse 13 and 14 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God has delivered us from the domain of darkness once and for all, guys. Guys, when Jesus died 2000 years ago, he had already delivered you from the domain of darkness. He has put you in the kingdom of light. Then why still do we behave like sin is all above us? We are still so much deep in sin. Why do we still behave that? Because we do not believe 
we don't believe somewhere that god has perfectly redeemed us in the person of jesus see every time we sin we sin because we still believe that we are not redeemed by the blood of jesus every time we sin we sin because we don't understand the value of the blood of jesus because god has redeemed us once and for all any sin that you're struggling with any anything that you're struggling with is it depression is it is is it is it anger issues is it jealousy anything that you're struggling with is an area where you don't believe that you have been redeemed by the blood of jesus so today if you don't believe that you have been redeemed by the blood of jesus here's a good news start believing because god has done it he has done his finished work on the cross 2000 years ago when jesus died okay now let's come back to ephesians 1 verse 7 let's look at that verse again in him we have redemption what is redemption god purchased our freedom from our old master who was our old master the flesh was our old master god purchased our freedom how did he purchase it through his blood through his blood so what is the price of our redemption see the price of our redemption was free but it did not come cheap the price of our redemption cost everything to god because it cost his own son it cost the blood of jesus the price of our redemption is god's blood which was running in jesus it came to us freely but it was not cheap what was the price of redemption that god gave his only begotten son god purchased us through his blood you and me are purchased through the blood of jesus you and me are purchased through the blood of jesus think about that see guys we no longer can say that god i am unworthy we no longer can say god i am undeserving my worth is so low i am i am meaningless you can no longer say that because it is the blood of jesus that has purchased you what is your value today what is your worth today it is the same value as the blood of jesus if the blood of jesus did not come cheap then you are not cheap you're valuable to god because god purchased you by his blood see if i buy a land today and i buy a land for a certain amount of rupees the value of the land becomes the same price in which i have bought and when i sell it in a higher price that higher price becomes the value of the land so if i bought it for 20 you know 20 million dollars and i sell it for 40 million dollars now the value of the land is 40 million dollars see however you were however you were but let me remind you you were purchased by the blood of jesus you are valuable to god because god's blood is not cheap he shed his precious blood his most expensive blood for you and me so how can you and me say that we are worthless we are not valuable we don't understand what the blood of jesus has done for us every time you say that i am a worm every time you say i am not deserving you know what you're doing is you are underestimating the blood of jesus the price of your redemption has been given to us freely but it did not come cheap the price of the redemption was the blood of jesus think about that 
the blood of Jesus. Now tell me something. Will the blood of Jesus do incomplete job when it redeems us? 80%. I, the blood of Jesus only redeemed me 80%. Will the blood of Jesus do, in, do an incomplete job? Then why do we behave like that? Let's start believing in the perfect finished work of Christ that the blood of Jesus has purchased us completely. We are no longer debtors to the flesh. The flesh was our old master. We now no longer answer to him. We, we have a new management. We've come under a new management. And his name is Jesus. See, just imagine if me and Ashish Thomas, we were working in a company we were answerable to a manager, to an old manager. And then both of us decide that it's time that we move to another company. So we move, we apply for a new job. And su surprisingly, we both get at the same company. Now we are under a new management. Now, think about this. It's been like two weeks since, I'm, since both of us, we are under a new management and we were working there. And the old manager calls both of us and say, hey, where are you guys? Come and meet me tomorrow. Come and meet me tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Now, in the night, I'm preparing myself to meet the old manager. And I call Ashish. Ashish, aren't you going to meet the old manager? Ashish says, no, I'm not going to meet him. Why? Because I'm no longer obligated to him. I'm no longer under his old management. He has no power and authority over me. Now, because Sam did not get the revelation, Sam is preparing himself to go and meet the old manager. Because he still thinks that he's under the old management. And guys, similarly, I want to remind you that we are no longer under the old management of the flesh. We are under the new management of Christ. Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. Christ has set you free from that mindset of separation. Christ has set you free from the mindset of independence. Once and for all, you are not answerable to that old manager. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Time and time again, time and time again, the old manager will come knocking at your door. And say, hey, hey, brother, you belong to me. Hey, sister, you belong to me. Now, the question is, what do you do? Do you answer to the old manager or do you say, get lost? You are no longer my master. That's the difference. And that's why we are learning this today, that we have been completely redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You are no longer answerable to the old manager. The old manager will not stop knocking at your door and saying, hey, you are my slave. The old manager will not do that. But you need to know the value of the blood of Jesus that has set you free once and for all. And you need to have the confidence in saying that not once more, not again, because I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I'm completely set free by the blood of Jesus. I'm no longer under you. You have to say that. Nobody else will say that. Amen. Okay. So what do you do when flesh comes knocking at your door? You tell him, I'm no longer under you. I'm under Jesus. I'm in Jesus. Amen. So what was the prize of our redemption? The prize of our redemption was God's blood, which was running in Jesus. The prize of our redemption was the blood of Jesus. Did not come cheap, but has been given to us freely. Now let's read ahead. Ephesians 1 verse 7. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, the forgiveness of our sins. What is the result of redemption? The result of redemption is that we have received the forgiveness of our sins. All our sins, our past sins, our present sins, the future sins, whatever sins that were in, in, 
in our ledger we have the forgiveness of our sins the ledger is completely washed by the blood of jesus it is white as snow what is the result of redemption forgiveness of our sins all our sins are forgiven a ledger is white as snow that's why second corinthians 5 verse 21 the scripture says he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of god the result of redemption is that when god looks at us he sees us as righteousness not righteous he sees us as righteousness we are the righteousness of god we are the certificate of god's righteousness all your sins the consequences the judgment that were against you are all forgiven why because of the blood of jesus that's the result of our redemption let's continue verse 7 in him we have redemption through his blood blood is the payment the price of our redemption the forgiveness of our trespasses which is the result of our redemption according to the riches of his grace which is the measure of our redemption the measure of our redemption is according to the riches of god's grace and not according to how many sins you have committed think about that when god redeemed you you redeemed in the measure of god's grace not according to how many sins you have committed you know paul says in romans 5:20 that grace always superabounds the measure of sin wherever sin is there grace superabounds so when god has redeemed you he did not redeem you according to your standards according to what you needed he redeemed you according to his standards he redeemed you according to the measure of his grace according to the riches of his grace see in the olden times when somebody would go to the king for a need so they would go to a king and say you know my daughter needs to get married and i need 10 lakh rupees the king would never bless the person according to the need of that person the king would bless the person according to the standards that he has according to his riches he would bless so he would not just give 20 lakhs if he is blessing he will bless bless that person according to his riches guys we are not redeemed according to the levels of sins that we have done we are redeemed according to the riches of his grace and tell me tell me tell me what is what is the measure of the riches of his grace God tells Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 my grace is sufficient my grace is enough for you there is no level where you can cross the measure of God's grace and say oh you know what this sin just crossed the threshold you can't sin enough as much as God's grace is superabounding your life when i'm saying that i'm not really encouraging you to sin more okay like paul says what shall we say shall we dwell in sin i'm not i'm not encouraging you to do that but i want you to know you should have complete assurance that your sins are forgiven because of the blood of jesus and the measure in which your sins were forgiven is according to the riches of his grace according to the riches of his grace you know it's like I owed Ashish Thomas twenty thousand rupees, and Joel came along, and he paid fifty thousand rupees on my behalf. What you owe to the flesh, more than that, Jesus has paid for you on that cross.
Amen. Okay. So let's revise this again. What is redemption? Redemption is that we were unable to pay our debts. And who was our master? The flesh was our master. The mindset of separation, the mindset of independence. But what did God do? God paid that price. What is the price of our redemption? The blood of Jesus. What is the result of our redemption? The forgiveness of all our sins. Not just our past sins, not just the sins that we committed just before we confessed, not, not just those sins. All our sins are forgiven. The forgiveness of all our sins. That's the result of redemption. What is the measure of redemption? The measure of redemption is according to the riches of God's grace. Amen. Are you blessed today, guys? I want to encourage you and say, God is, who is your father, he is the father of much more. He's never interested in just balancing the books. If this is the levels of sins that you have done, the grace that he has for you is much, 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 much more. Much more. There's so much of God's grace over your life, guys, which we are not aware. Today, will you have the audacity to tell the flesh when it knocks on the door and says, hey, you are a bondage to me. You are addicted to this. You are a sinner. You are a smoker. You are, a, you are an alcoholic. When the flesh comes knocking at your door, will you tell him, hey, shut up. I am set free. I am completely set free in Christ. I am no longer a sinner. I'm no longer an alcoholic. I'm no, longer, I'm no longer a person who is addicted. My identity is I am the righteousness of God. I'm the righteousness of God whose sins are forgiven. I am completely washed by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is my proof that I'm the righteousness of God. The blood of Jesus is my proof that I am worth, I am worth living. The blood of Jesus is a proof that I am valuable to God. Amen. Just take a moment just to think. In Christ Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. Not through the things that we have done. Not through fasting prayers. Not through prayer. Not through reading the word. In him, we have redemption through his blood. Through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has redeemed us once and for all. And has given to us the forgiveness of our sins. According to the riches of his grace. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this beautiful gift of redemption that we have in you. That you have set us free from our old master. That we no longer are slaves. And you have given us the freedom to become your children. What a privilege we have. What a privilege we have to call you Abba Father. What a privilege to be your children. We are no longer slaves, but we are children. Children to be matured sons and daughters. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your blood has done its complete work. And we receive it in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.